Dive into The Divider, Trump in the White House, 2017 through 2021. Go inside the Trump Oval Office, from the chaotic beginnings to the violent finale, with unprecedented access to cabinet officers, top advisors, family members, and Trump himself. New York Times bestselling authors Peter Baker and Susan Glasser offer a riveting must-read portrait of America's 45th president. The Divider is in stores now. You're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Welcome to Primetime MHI. I am your host, Luke Patterson, and joined with me tonight is a very special guest from Building the Broncos. You saw him 24 hours ago last night on these very airwaves with my host, Nick Kendall. Uh, Carl, my buddy, my good friend, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been kind of a, a busy week with, I don't know, camps and baseball and kids schedule is just off the charts. I mean, my wife can't even fit it all on our calendar. Uh, she's just had to kind of make little abbreviations and then hopefully I understand what they are. But, uh, but no, it's always fun getting to follow the kids around and giving them a little attention. And, and, uh, of course, you know, tonight got the avalanche. I mm. think they're just about ready to to queue it up for, for the Stanley cup wow. kind of crazy to see. And so I appreciate all those who are tuning in. I know we've got a lot of hockey fans in here, so I appreciate you guys tuning in with us as well. But, uh, but no, it's great to be here with MHI and getting the chance to talk with my main man, Luke here. Yeah, man. It's interesting because you brought up the abs. It's a real, it's a real exciting time in the mile high city right now for sports. I mean, you've got the Joker with the Denver nuggets back-to-back league MVP. You've got the abs in the Stanley cup the first time since what we were little kids. And it's just this palpable feeling that's winning and success and the rich culture that is Colorado and Broncos country and all these other fan bases are coming together. Russell Wilson and other Denver Broncos will be in attendance tonight. I'm sure cameras are already trying to pan to where that suite is going to be. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a couple other notable Denver uh, Broncos starters, if you will. Things I'm just kind of hearing here and there as as my phone's going off. But let's say hi to some of the folks that have come in here. We're going to answer a big question today, Carl. The Broncos got the day off for team bonding and (laughs) Uh, everyone and their mother has an opinion about this. I do, you do, everyone on Twitter. And we want to get Broncos country's reactions. And of course, I want to get your reaction. One of my favorite things about these shows, we react in real time. I don't know what yeah. your opinion about this is. You don't know my opinion. I could guess we're going to give each other some flack, hopefully open it up a little bit <laughs> to the line. But Broncos country was in here very early, as early as 5.30. Shades, Monkey Bites, Dale Fleming, and Kevin Gray started us off. Um, really appreciate you guys joining the show. 
And then Jason O'Neill is also in here. Um, John Sandoval saying what's up to my MHH fans. And John, I was thinking about you because you asked a really good question saying, hey, so did Chad or Zach from the Huddle Up podcast mention what radio station their show will be on? And I got the green light to go ahead and answer that. That will be on Mile High Sports weekdays, Monday through Friday at uh, 2 p.m. So watch out. MHH, we're coming for you, Broncos country. We're going to make sure that we've got your back doing some collaborations with some other publications and radio stations. And uh, it's an exciting time because Broncos country it's time to ride. And when you got Russell Wilson in the house, you got a new head coach, the ownership thing is getting figured out, man, it's really hard to complain at this time of year, Carl. I, I know that we've got a little bit of a break with mandatory minicamp ending today, but I feel so spoiled right now in here in Colorado and Broncos country. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping we can repeat what uh, Tampa Bay has been doing here lately. You know, they're <laughs> lit, lightning winning a couple championships, Tampa Bay bucks being good here for the last couple of years looking like they're going to be good again this year. You know, they, they had two of the main trophies in the, in the same year. So we're hoping Avs win. That means Broncos got themselves a good chance as well. So, Chase, thanks for joining us here this evening. Always good to see you in here. And, uh, yeah, it's just – it is. It's exciting time. Appreciate, appreciate it while you have it. Mm. You know, we, we've seen – I mean, the Avs went from 2001 was the last time, like you said, when we were kids, uh, <laughs> being in the Stanley Cup to, to now. And I remember thinking back in the, the 97 and 98 seasons of the Broncos. I'm like, oh, this is going to last forever. Yeah, that did not happen for a long time. I remember 2005, Broncos made the AFC Championship. and But obviously that got squelched real quick. And then that started the real downhill turn of the Broncos until we saw Peyton Manning walk through those doors. And so, uh, you know, it just like I said, appreciate it while you got it. And it helps you to, to remember in the, the dark times that good times can come around again. Yeah, the good let the good times roll. And 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 I think that's what Broncos country for the most part is ready to do this summer. I know that training camp is going to be completely different than it was last year. It's not going to be vacant. I think people are planning to like spend the night on the curb if they have to just to mm -hmm. get a glimpse of number three. Uh, I've got some friends and and fellow MHH uh, family, if you will, that are coming in, like my guy Jason Bolin with his kids. Uh, you'll be making the trip. I'll be down there every day as well. So it's just so exciting to see how quickly things can absolutely change and change. That's something that um, sometimes I have a little bit of resistance to, Carl, but uh, and call me crazy, but sometimes I've even been described as stubborn. I'm coming around you folks. I am coming around. Yeah. I'm trying to change. I'm trying to embrace change because earlier today, uh, Broncos insider nine news insider, Mike Cliss had tweeted out Nathaniel Hackett did cancel final mini camp practice today. The Broncos are expected to do some sort of off field team bonding activity. I will tell you what my change of heart in response is and to, uh, with regards to that tweet because everybody's talking about it. You got the no fun police. You got the you know state-sponsored guys. You got the stick-in-the-mud guys. Everybody's sitting there arguing with each other, and I'm sitting here like, look, we got Russ. I think it's all going to be okay. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I wanted to get to this real quick. Jeff Noyes coming in here. Uh, you, you don't have to buy our, our our love, bud. We, we appreciate that you're already in here with us, but uh, we do appreciate the super chat and uh, saying, I guess I got to buy a hello from Luke and Carl. 
but no, we appreciate you being in here and, and definitely get in your thoughts about them skipping here this last day of practice to kind of have a, a good time had by all it sounds like, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess I don't care too much about this. I mean, missing a, a few reps here and there, I, I think, what was it? They were talking about uh, the, the jets practice and their quarterback. He went seven of eight, eight passes. Zach Wilson's trending on Twitter yeah. because of that, Carl, <laughs> like at this moment, dude, right. You know, how, how much of that on-field work is really going to be the difference between winning the Super Bowl and missing the playoffs? I'm not saying you can't you skip all practices because they, they are important. I'm not trying to downgrade that. about practice. Uh, yeah. But but it's still, again, team building is still a big part of this because you got all these yeah. new coaches. You got all these new players. You got to get these guys together. You, you got to get them bonded, especially right before, you know, you get to this month off. This is getting them thinking of, hey, I want to hang out with these people. I know, I think it was Justin Simmons was talking about how he and who else is it that they go bowling or something like that, like once every week or something like that. I, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, uh, he's, an, he's an interesting cat, too, because he, apparently he's the golf expert, too. I don't know if you saw, like, the little videos and, like, um, Justin's always been really good to me over the years. And we do have some exciting news coming up with mhh and uh something we will announce tomorrow i'll let chad go ahead and do the honors with that but stay tuned broncos country speaking here's my hot take um before we get to it jason boland my guy i was just talking to him this guy is one of the most traveled broncos fans that i know he brings his family down every year works his tail off and saves up that vacation time just like the rest of broncos country and it's not cheap traveling we know that right look at the price of gas airline tickets what the Fed did today, all different sorts of things. But Broncos country, they're invested in this team. Jason's going to be in enemy lines, behind enemy lines, Arrowhead. So this guy, he travels. He's one of my good friends. Jason, gentlemen, keep up the great work. My excitement is growing by the day. Training camp is right around the corner. I'm certain you guys saw my predictions for our offense on Twitter. What are yours? Um, I did not see this, Jason, so please get back at me. I'm going to start pull that up on Twitter right now, but here's what I'm going to say, because Jason, you and I have talked about this quite a bit. Anytime you have a franchise quarterback that is truly taking a team by the reins and driving them into a new work ethic, a new culture, a new state of being like we do here at MHH, uh, things change, things change quickly. I can't believe how quickly things are changing. Now there is going to be a little bit of a learning curve with, First-year offensive coordinator, Justin Outen, who I wrote about yesterday on milehighhuddle.com, and Nathaniel Hackett, at head coach as well. But look, we're seeing this much change this quickly in just the last two months of off-season OTAs and then this week a mandatory minicamp. I truly think the sky is the limit. Why can't another team have success like the Los Angeles Rams after just trading for a quarterback that very same year? Yeah, I'm with you. I guess I'll give a couple of my bold predictions for this offense. One, I think the Broncos are going to have two 1,000-yard rushers on this team. They were really close last year. Now you add in Russell Wilson backing off. Uh, we might have lost Carl for just a second. I'm hoping he's talking about Russell Wilson uh, hopefully rushing because that would be the key thing for me. Uh, as you know, I've got no love for the re-signing of Melvin Gordon. That was a little rough for me. So, Carl, talk me off the ledge. Tell me you weren't going to say it was Melvin Gordon. 
Okay, so yes, Melvin Gordon is one of them, and uh, I, I'm I'm a little higher on Melvin Gordon than you are. I, I think other than the fumbles, he was the more consistent running back by far last year. And uh, yes, I'm going to say it because Williams was he was hit and miss. He had one of the highest, you know, no yards or or less hit rate of, of in the NFL of any running back out there. So it was kind of either a really big gain or nothing for that guy because he just, he struggled a little bit with his vision. He got better as the season went on, but this is something he's still got to keep working on. He, he can turn nothing into something big time. I mean, and there were some plays where I remember one, he turned it into a rushing touchdown, but he missed a wide open hole and had to make three people miss to get it into the end zone where it would have been an easy hole where he didn't even, even have to make anybody miss to go for the touchdown. Ended up actually being called back because of a holding call, but uh, it just kind of shows, again, I, he, there's something he's got to work on. Melvin Gordon, I think he's one of the best short yardage running backs because he's great at, with his vision. I think he's one of the better goal line running backs out there. Uh, like I said, other than the fumbles, got to clean that up. You can't have those turnovers. But uh, yes, I, I think both those guys going to thrive in this offense. They're going to be beneficial to not only Russ Wilson, but making defenses have to make that commitment. Are we going to stop the run? We're going to stop the pass. You know, you got to make a decision on either one. So that's one of my bold predictions this year. Let me get to my guy, Lawrence Rivera, who's been uh, patiently waiting as Carl tries to get a rise out of me uh, with the Melvin Gordon 1,000 yard over my guy, Pookie. I know you said both of them are going to get it, but I will come back to you in a minute, sir. Lawrence, thank you very much for the support. Much love, guys. Luke and Carl, go abs. Let's get this ship. What do you guys think Gordon has to say? Uh, well, Gordon has been very active with what he's had to say. Um, he was on Twitter kind of popping off last night during your show. We kind of yeah. talked about that. Um, obviously whenever Melvin Gordon gets to the podium, it's a little interesting because I think there's some PC talk in there, but there's a lot of truth too. And I will respect Melvin Gordon and say that he's authentic. And I think a lot of times people say, oh, Russell Wilson's fake. He's corny. He's that. I think that really is corny all the time. I don't think it's just an act for cameras or anything like that. That's the case for Melvin Gordon, too. Say what you want about him. The guy's authentic and he is who he is. Seems to be very honest. And I just for me, I don't like that he didn't show up to the voluntary OTAs, not all of them or any of them or his little side deals with Russell Wilson or whatever they were working on. I don't like that. He's never wanted to do it. I think that either you want to be a part of building something special or you don't. It's that simple. I uh, listened to Dwayne Stukes, first year special teams coach up there talking yesterday um, about a little something that Sean McVay had told him saying, look, you know, I see better than I hear. And basically saying actions speak better than louder than words. And I asked myself, does Melvin Gordon as a veteran running back have anything to offer on the special teams unit? Would he even play special teams? I mean, what is so special about Melvin Gordon that you have got to protect him? Uh, he was look a veteran running back that got overpaid on his first deal. He had the chance to sign with other teams. I don't hear a ton of buzz about Melvin Gordon this offseason. I've kept asking, and it is what it is. The Broncos got him back. I know a couple other teams did want him, but, man, I just have a lot of problems with this guy taking shots on Twitter um, when it comes to, like, the word hate and stuff like that. Uh, it sounds like a Denver Post article was tweeted about last night, retweeted about Melvin Gordon. Um, just 
firing a few shots at the author and hey man that's that's what we get in this business for but the hate speech i'm not really down with if i'm going to be completely honest but hey man it's football we're not offended this is what we do it's carl and luke here on mhi fire your shot as we continue to fire ours just like our guy glp gary leeds palmer what's up luke carl and scott our guy scott on the ones and twos i'm so happy to see you guys together go broncos and let's ride thanks gary yeah, thank you, Gary. And we got Phil as well coming in here saying, good evening, Carl, Luke, and Scott. Thanks for all the work you guys do. Hashtag Let's Ride, hashtag MHH for life. Thank you, Phil. Always great to see all of you guys. We got all, all of our regulars in here tuning in, so appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll keep this, this ball rolling. We got, of course, Michael Ronquillo coming in as well saying, good evening, Broncos country. Thank you, Michael. Same to you, bud. And, uh, yeah, it's just I, – I, I don't know. Like I said, with, with Gordon – I like the fire that he has, that he's not giving up that starting position just because, you know, we, we've got we got Javante here in, in Denver and he had his highlight moments and he's just saying, hey, I'm going to compete. I'm here to start. And that, that's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear somebody say, yeah, I'm here to be the backup. And let's let's you're kind of like that older quarterback. That's kind of more the mentor type. You know what your role is. Pretty much any other player. I never want to hear them say, yeah, I'm here just to be the backup. Like Taylor Heineke did today, right? For did Washington. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if you saw that. I, I saw it on Twitter. It was either today or last night, and they had they had asked, you know, what's your mentality heading into training camp with Carson Wentz? And he's like, obviously, you don't bring in a $30 million quarterback, and I'm getting paid $2 million. And I'm like, well, that's an honest and refreshing answer, but not the alpha dog answer that I think you're alluding to. You want your guys to um, be the best period no one gets into the nfl wanting to only make it to the playoffs or yeah. only get an afc championship ring that's not it at all holy diver coming in here real quick saying i will go on record right now if these two do not get injured i see both javante williams and melvin gordon both both going for over 1100 yards which was only done once in carolina now i'm Ooh. guessing that was a that was a cam newton he was probably half of that equation with a, another running back. Uh, I think it was before Cam. Was it really? Okay, because, I mean, that cat put up intense rushing numbers. One, the MVP season, I think. Broncos obviously remember that. Super Bowl 50 um, ended Cam's career. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's that, that's – go ahead. Okay, it's 2009. Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. Holy cow, so Cam wasn't even in it. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember. I, I remember that happening and everybody being shocked how good that running attack was. And yeah, I, I I don't quite see both of them getting to that number. If they do, Broncos are winning a lot of games, if that's the case, because it means you're up a lot of games. You're able to hand off the ball a ton to these two and just let them eat. Uh, you know, with 17 <laughs> games, maybe it's a little more possible because you got that extra little bit of time, extra reps to to go get that kind of number. But yeah, that's uh, quite the mark for the Broncos. If they can do that, it, it's good things for the Broncos. Well, quite the mark. Look at Holy Diver's picture right there. He's pre he's getting the benchmark in, or, or he or she, I can't quite tell, but it looks like all kinds of muscles just like shredded up right there. I might be completely wrong, but I'm like, dude, taking care of yourself, man. I've, I've gotten back on the Peloton, got back into the weights, and I'm looking at Holy Diver like, man. I got I to gotta get some tips from Holy Diver right now because uh, these guys, man, when you see these athletes, you're exactly right. I obviously have, I have a little bit of 
some problems with what Melvin Gordon has said. Um, the fumbling issue, obviously, but it's none of this is personal. This is just personal analysis or not personal analysis. This is opinion. Um, I, I didn't think the Broncos needed to bring Melvin Gordon back. If we're being honest, I see Melvin Gordon. The only reason that he's here is so that Javante Williams doesn't get all the tread completely wore off on his tires. Um, and I'm okay with that, I guess, but people be sleeping on Mike Boone. I'm telling you, do not sleep on Mike Boone. George Payton handpicked this guy to come in and basically replace Philip Lindsay. All right. It was the same time Philip Lindsay was heading out the door. Mike Boone was coming in. So he will be expected to play on special teams. You will see that. Um, it's just one of these things for me where I don't get the team buy-in with Melvin Gordon. He's even talking at the podium the other day saying, I'm trying to tell Russ, hey, man, you're out there throwing passes. Smile. Let's have fun. Russ is locked in, he says. And it's kind of like, oh, that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, that is the way it's going to be. That's the way it's been the past two months, Melvin. You haven't been there to see it. But this man is here to work. And you better be here to work, too, because you've only worked with the team for two days. And that's because, Carl, of course, Nathaniel Hackett canceled practice today that was the big deal um last year it was a big one too with Vic Fangio field day we didn't see field day this year but apparently there were some Instagram videos of some games and things like that going on over with the Denver Broncos and Justin Simmons tweeted last night that I think some of the Broncos went to go see the new Buzz Lightyear movie that's pretty cool right you see uh Nathaniel Hackett talking about Star Wars and now he's talking about Toy Story taking the guys out to Buzz Lightyear what do you make of Nathaniel Hackett's personality before we get to the decision of days off? Because I love everything I'm hearing. I, I, he's jawing with Kareem Jackson, an offensive coach, head coach versus a veteran safety. He's getting after these guys. He's making the coaches compete with trying to catch punt returns and stuff like that. I mean, I like this guy. He's a different sort of cat. Time will tell if his personality gels with his coaching knowledge and translates into wins. But what do you make of Nathaniel Hackett? I, I think especially with what the team's gone through the last few years, he is a breath of fresh air for a lot of these young players. You know, I, I think there was kind of the, unfortunately, Vic Fangio with just his personality, he kind of takes the wind out of the sails for a lot of people. No music at practice and all business. And we're going to do this, this, and this. And, and I get it. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys, Bill Belichick's that way. So, I mean, it, it can work in the NFL. You can't sit here and say this. There's only one style of coach that works in the NFL. There, there's all kinds out there. Um, but you I know do. I, I'll push back on that real quick. There's okay. there is only one style that will work. You have to be adaptive. You have to have a style that's um, not resistant to change because the game is constantly changing, Carl. I mean, I was just talking to my wife the other day about how disinterested I am in the NBA Finals because for me, shooting the three-point ball is not as fun as seeing Shaq posterize somebody like when I was a little kid, right? <laughs> These are just personal opinions, but yeah. it's a change of the game. And you've seen it in football. The running back is no longer just expected to pound the rock up to three plays a game unless or three straight plays in a row unless his name is Derrick Henry or something like that. They're expected to catch. And absolutely, I see it asked right here in the in the chat. Can Mike Boone catch? Hell yeah, these guys can catch. Melvin Gordon can catch. I would like to see him get involved in that a little bit. But you're right, Carl. Coaches have to be adaptive. Yeah, they, they do. But uh, like I said, I think Nathaniel Hackett's a nice breath of fresh air. I think he's brought a lot of fun into practice, a lot of fun into the meetings. 
which makes learning that much easier for people when they're actually engaged and having a good time. And, and so I think he has been really good for the Broncos. I mean, obviously we won't know completely until we see the product on the field and see them actually winning games. Uh, but I, I do. I think the guys have bought in really well. I, I think that they're excited about this team for the first time in a long time. Now it helps when you have a quarterback. Now imagine Nathaniel Hackett with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Is he still getting everybody engaged and everybody excited about the season compared to now having Russell Wilson? Mm. Like that gives you extra buy-in as a coach because you've got that extra leeway of this is another leader in the locker room, guy that's calling all these player meetings that weren't there in the past. You know, so again, you're getting extra help because we have Russell Wilson in the building, not just Hackett as well. But uh, I like the coaches. I like this coaching staff. I think they did a good job of mixing a lot of really young guys that have innovative thoughts and also mixing in a lot of the older guys as well that have been in the league for 20, 30 years and can bring Yeah. You know, those kind of guys (laughs) that can bring wisdom into the building and just say, hey, this is what we've seen on good teams. This is what we've seen on bad teams. And, and just help out Nathaniel Hackett that way. So uh, I, I'm excited. I mean, this is the most excited I've been in a long time. It's not just because of Russ Wilson, but just hearing a lot of good things from these players. I'm excited about hearing like the defense. They've been winning a few these days, even in, even against Russell Wilson. They've made a few plays that, uh, you know, last year, I think they just weren't quite as engaged. You know, this year it's you get a turnover. The whole defense is out there celebrating, rubbing it in the offense's face. And, you know, it's, course coming over to hack it like that's kind of cool when your players are coming over to hack it to, to rub it in his face that you just got an interception or something so um yeah we'll, we'll have to see training camp i'm excited to get out there with you man get a chance to get some eyes on the field and actually see them up close but yeah th- this should be a good team but until you actually see it on the field it's gonna be hard to fully believe it yet it feels like Russell Wilson has been here longer than just two months. And when I say here, I mean being a Bronco. We know that he hosted all of his wide receivers and Lloyd Cushenberry out there at uh, his residence in Southern California, approximately somewhere in the vicinity of, of San Diego, I think is what he described. Um, they've been working then. Uh, I think they're still going to be working after this little break. Russ talked about that. It's important to give guys time away with their family, their friends. Russ takes time away, but still gets his work done. Like he, I, I'm convinced that man like probably has his checklist and everything is checked off that list before he goes and flies around the world and is the superstar that he is. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. No one questions his work ethic or his um, ability to stay focused. I think a lot of quarterbacks in his position would be described as distracted, but Russ, he can handle multiple things. I think this guy is only getting started in terms of his mental capacity and the way that he sees the game. I think Nathaniel Hackett is good for Russell Wilson. Uh, When you've got a quarterback with so much energy and positivity and is a little bit more loose, Russ is a little more tight. It seems like at practice, it seems like he is locked in. He's engaged. He doesn't want to jack around Um, very eerily similar of Peyton Manning, if I might say. Um, And and Russ is willing to get in a guy's kitchen, too. And I absolutely love that. Same with Coach Hackett. I heard Coach Hackett getting after Russ uh, through some friends the other day at at minicamp. And it's one of those things where competition makes players truly better. I'm excited to see that. Jason Mendoza weighing in with a good question. 
because special teams coordinator Dwayne Stukes just talked about Montrell Williams yesterday. Jason Mendoza, thank you for joining Carl and I with Scott on the ones and twos on MHI. Man, I am hoping that Montrell Williams brings us a real kick returner this season. Um, me too. Carl, you and I were on air when Montreal Williams was drafted with Nick and Eric, and uh, we were shocked. Uh, I'll be the first to say I didn't know who he was because he was so far down on my list, especially as a return guy. I don't do a lot of time. I don't spend a lot of time evaluating just returners. I spend yeah. no time evaluating kickers or punters. It is what it is. Uh, no disrespect, but... Man, Montreal Williams, what do you expect out of him, and, and what do you think that uh, his role will be in training camp? And uh, Montreal Williams is a comedian. Montreal Washington is our punt returner. Montreal Williams <laughs> is the comedian. Montreal Washington, go. good catch, good yeah. catch, man. I remember I Montreal. Montreal was that good-looking bald gentleman on 2 o'clock, you know, you could find yeah. back on the day. But uh, but Washington, yeah, I, I've heard a lot of good things. I've heard he's been explosive you know, he didn't have the best numbers uh, at his pro day. And I think that kind of made people a little bit confused of he's a punt returner, but he's not explosive. Well, watch the tape. You you can see this guy can run away from people. I mean, I know everybody's watched the, the Florida game and he was run away from Florida players. Those are the four and five star guys that are, you know, getting ready for the NFL. And he yeah. was able to, to run away from them. So special but, game. Yeah, he, he's. He's shown he can be explosive. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put huge expectations on him for special teams just because he is a rookie. He is coming from small school, hasn't had many many big opportunities other than the Florida game to really show off what he can do against good competition. And but I, I still expect pretty good things. I expect better than last year. <laughs> I guess I should say right. that if if he's better than what they had last year. I'm going to feel pretty good about what they're doing on special teams. They've got a good punter. They've got a good kicker. I, I think they're going to be fine that way. If special teams can be just a neutral area for them. It doesn't have to be special because they can be special on defense. They can be special on offense. They just need to not have special teams be this negative that always puts them in a bad position like they've had the last few years. And I think I love the new special teams coordinator. I think he's, I think he's one of the most locked in guys of all the coaching staff. I mean, you listen to that guy. He is all business all the time. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. He sounds and, like a head coach, dude. Yeah, like, he, does. He, he literally does. I get goosebumps when you say he's, he's business all the time. Um, I tweeted about it yesterday during his presser. I'm like, dude, this guy is podium gold. And I don't think he's up there to like sell a bill of goods to anybody. I think he's another authentic guy. Um, and, and he talked about Montreal Washington saying, look, you know, quote, I think he's becoming more comfortable anytime you return in college and you've done it extensively then you come to the nfl game it's a little different in college guys can get out freely can cover a punt but to me looks like he's comfortable knowing he has guys that can actually block for him on the outside and the interior when i hear that and i hear him say i want guys with violent intentions on the field i want guys that are tough i'm not going to be coming up to guys begging them to play special teams. That tells me Dwayne Stukes is trying to truly change the, the specific culture for that unit. That's been yeah. just 
dog you know what since the early 2000s it's i don't know what it is man it's it's kind of the broncos real lemon other than you know the quarterback and never drafting a quarterback it's what's been up with the special teams for the last 22 years uh, i think you're going to see a change with Dwayne stukes obviously we've heard a lot of press conference gold from previous special teams coordinators as well so we're gonna have to figure that out but in terms of field day i want to get back to this real quick before we open up the line here um i'm okay with it and the reason that I'm okay with it is because I think these guys have been grinding to excess. I think that Russell Wilson holds people to a specific standard that others might consider out of control, sick. Um, I would consider it competitive, and that's how you win championships. Peyton yep. Manning, I think the same could be described for him, and I hate the term Peyton Manning broke guys, receivers that couldn't catch. I think of Cody Latimer right away. He mm-hmm. he gets after these guys and he breaks them. No, he doesn't. He's holding them accountable. And if you don't have a thick skin and you're a grown man in the NFL as a player, you're going to have problems. And Russ is one of these, one of these quarterbacks too, that likes to nurture his guys. He's a little different, I think, than Peyton in that aspect. Uh, He could be a little bit of a hard ass, but he likes to nurture guys, build them up um, after he kind of gets on them. And I love that. I think that it's time for a break. And bottom line, if Russell Wilson's okay with it, I'm okay with it. Uh, it's completely different context than the Vic Fangio stuff, and I'm seeing it all over Twitter, right? Uh, the no fun police staying that what have the Broncos done? It's the exact same as the Fangio regime. No, it's not. Where have you been? Uh, the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle between the state sponsored guys and the stick in the mud guys. Uh, Friends at both stations, by the way. But I don't know, man. I'm okay with it. What do you think of the the day being canceled for mandatory minicamp day three? Right. Like, like you said, they've been putting in the work beyond just the field. I mean, they've been putting in. I would say if they went to the film room today and said, we're not going to cancel that part of practice. If we're going to go put in a couple hours of actually working on our, our playbook, working on the film, I think that matters way more than – an hour on the field doing a few plays, a few different drills, those kind of things. You know, the guys are used to that. They, they've done all those drills. They know all the play. They don't know all the plays, but they're, they know how that all works. It's more, like I said, learning the playbook. Uh, Outen talked about the other day that it takes months to really get this whole playbook integrated into the system. That's where they need to spend their time working in the playbook, talking it through with each other more so than having to go out there and make all these snaps. And, you know, like you said, Russell Wilson already talked about it. We're going to get together. Other players have talked about, we're going to be in the weight room. We we have to stay in shape during this month off. We can't go slack off the entire time. I, I do hope that they all go on some kind of vacation, go spend some time with family because you got to give your mind a chance to, to relax a little bit, give your body a chance to recover because it's a long season, especially with this added game, 17 games in the season. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to worry too much about one practice that probably would have been more than likely more of a walkthrough than anything mm-hmm. for a final practice before they go off for a month. And I like the fact that Nathaniel Hackett kept it behind closed doors. It, 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 you know, I think there's something to be said for that, too. And I know there was a little video, but we don't really know what was going on. I'm sure we'll find out. There were a few funny games and we'll find out um, who did what. But it's just one of those things for me that I think truly does build team bonding camaraderie. I think you get to know the human element of guys 
um, you get to see these personal sides of these human beings, including your coaches, including your trainers, including um, all the men and women that are associated with the Broncos sometimes. And usually they are participating in some of these things to some extent as well. And George Payton likes to reward uh, folks with hard work. And I think that if he's okay with it as well, everybody's okay with it over there. I'm okay with it. I did have a chat with my dad about it and he's asking, man, what do you think about it last night? He's saying, do you think they're going to cancel it? We're all speculating. Right. And I, I said, I don't, I just, because I don't think Russ would let them, but I think sometimes that's what you have a head coach for, right? Uh, Russ isn't the head coach. This is Nathaniel Hackett's decision. And that goes back to, I think Nathaniel Hackett's good for Russ because sometimes Russ probably needs to be told to stop. I think his wife, Sierra could probably be the first one and his children to attest to that and say, (laughs) dad, husband, it's time for you to stop. You got this. You're prepared. Um, Let's do this. And he is certainly appears to be a loving husband, father. And just, I don't think you could say a bad thing about Russell Wilson. Corny, if Corny's the worst thing you could say about him, I'll take it. Look at some of the other quarterbacks in the league that are in the headlines. And boy, I'm glad that the, uh, the Broncos aren't there. Yeah. Let's see. Go ahead. I was going to say, I had a a cousin that worked actually for Russell Wilson at one of his companies. Oh, really? And, uh, and I messaged him, of course, once he became a a Denver Bronco and said, Hey, just wanted to see how was it working for Russell Wilson? And, uh, he said, I, he said, I have to tell you that guy is the real deal. He said who he is on screen is exactly who he is working with in a private room. One-on-one he said, he's, he's kind, He's he listens, he pays attention, he works hard. You know, he doesn't expect you to work any harder than he does. And uh, and so he's going to put in the work on everything that he does. He expects greatness in everything that he does. And uh, so that, that was really good to hear. I, I appreciated that. Um, but I did want to get to this question by Jeff Noise here. I think yeah. it's a really good one. It says, would we have a better record with Wilson under Fangio or Locke under Hackett? Wilson under Fangio. I. I think I think quarterback matters more than head coach. Agreed. Wilson, yeah, Wilson, Wilson under Fangio, just because Wilson automatically gets you could get you anywhere between three to five wins. And that is significant because one win is hard to get. But then again, Fangio could bomb you out. So that's that's a tough question, Jeff. I really yeah. like it. Um, in terms of Drew Locke in Seattle right now. I feel like the Seahawks are being sold or the Seahawks are selling their fans a little bit of a bill of goods, just like the Broncos kind of did to us the past few years. We're going to do this quarterback competition. They're both really good. We both really believe in them. We will see. And Nick Kendall will see, as you know, Carl, because he will be behind enemy lines for that Seahawk game. Monday night football, the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson return uh, to that damn 12th man field. I've never been there. Uh, it's kind of a something I would like to do. I love seafood. I would love to get to Seattle one day and um, definitely check out a game. But Man, that environment, and you talk about environment, Justin Outen talked about that, and I wrote about it on MHH saying he's trying to stress these guys out. He's trying to stress the offense. He's trying to, and I think Russell Wilson's the same way, and they're trying to stress Russell Wilson out in his own right because it's hard to win on the road. Uh, You look at some of these stadiums that the Broncos have to go to, and Dare I say the Raiders fan base is back. I mean, this team is look what they did last year. And then they go out and get Devontae Adams. They got a brand new stadium. 
I was out there in January for the Shrine game, and Raiders fans are definitely down with the Las Vegas thing. You know how the Chiefs dominate at Arrowhead. Uh, so I, I love that the the players are at least being challenged in terms of we're here to stress you out because this is a stressful job. And if we practice like we're going to play, which is always the good old cliche from any coach, right? You're your coach. I'm a coach. We all say that practice yep. like you, you would play in a game. You're truly going to get that. Yeah, for sure. Well, we got Michael Ronquillo coming in here with huge uh, help for the for the show. Really appreciate that, Michael. Says Mile High Huddle podcast hosts are the best podcast that love the Denver Broncos and Broncos country. I'm honored to be a Broncos fan from Tucson, Arizona. Let's ride and go Broncos. Michael, seriously, you are the best every single day coming in, just supporting us, watching us, cheering us on. Uh, we really, really do appreciate it. Always look forward to after the show getting that message from you hey great show guy it's yeah. it's always the best so I was thank you just, michael i was just gonna bring that up man and sometimes that gets a little lost on me mike and i, I thought about you the other day because you know at times i'm a little bit of a stick in the mud and not the most positive guy mike is always positive just like the rest of our mhh friends and family um just showing us so much love and it's important that we show love back and speaking of showing love i wanted to do a special shout out uh to DWI guys and the username under that is Ethan. Um, Ethan's out of the United Kingdom and Chad Jensen at Chad Jensen uh, on Twitter shared a very special tweet. We do all kinds of giveaways. We do all kinds of rewards to say that we appreciate you and rafflings, if you will. And DWI guys, Ethan won a jersey scot-free and donated that jersey to another member of our MHH family that is going through some tough times right now. Uh, I know he didn't want a big deal out of it or anything like that, but I just want to say that I'm proud to be associated with friends and family of MHH like that because Broncos country, let's ride isn't just a slogan. We're in this together. And as, as our uh, mission statement here at MHH, Broncos country is not – a geographical geographical location it's a state of being i just wanted to give a special shout out to ethan man because that was that was awesome and I, i'm really proud to be associated with you and call you a friend yeah and uh yeah it's great to always see people coming in from all over the world uh just supporting us and supporting the broncos of course and it's gonna be great to see the broncos going overseas getting to see that orange over in europe yeah uh, and i know we've got quite a few people from from europe that are listening to the show or listening to it Two guys of our own writing from uh, the UK yeah. over there, James Campbell, and then my guy Keith, dude. Keith, yeah, I want to get that guy on so bad, but I know it'd be like in the middle of the night, you know, for Keith. And I, and I just, if I'm be honest, I want to hear him curse because anytime you know a Scottish person curses, I absolutely love it. They add more flair to it than any sort of profanity that I could ever produce. But I don't know if that's clean for the, the show. So we have yet to have Keith on. <laughs> but you guys are rocking with MHI. He's Carl. I'm Luke. We got Scott on the ones and twos. And yeah, man, we got 15 more minutes in the show. I, I love to open it up to the line here because it's cool to see uh, Broncos country going out and, and throwing their opinions. And I don't think a lot of people have a ton of problems with the Broncos taking today off. It seems like more media members are upset that they took the day off. And I don't know why, because here in Colorado, everybody's been at the Pepsi center or ball arena or whatever the hell it's called uh, all day waiting for the abs game. Uh, that that's definitely taken a little bit of precedent right now. And it's come with good timing because the Broncos have break 
broke, if you will. Um, but for me, I was talking to my dad last night. Real quick story. He said, what do you want the Broncos to do? Do you want them to practice or not? I said, I think they should practice. And if they want to do something, they should do it on Thursday. Um, be a nice send off to the team. You guys go travel, be safe, do what you got to do. But I have no problem with them doing a team bonding thing today. I don't know if they, you know, played little games, if they went to Top Golf, they went to a movie last night. I got no problems with any of that. I think that's so good for your team. And it shows, once again, the human element to these guys. Right. And I think most coaches at least take one practice that they try to go do something like that. Uh, I think Kubiak, if I remember right, he always had a big golf tournament that a lot of the players would, uh, everybody yeah. participate in. You'd have a foursome and you try to get like one guy from offense, defense, special teams, you know, and maybe a coach with them or something like that. It just get everybody mixed together. And, you know, during the, the Super Bowl year of 2015, that, that was one of the best things that, that Von Miller brought to the table. Not only his play on the field, but he had, what was it, like Club 58 or something like that, if I remember right. And every player, offense, defense, special teams, could come and be a part of that. And it was just kind of a place to come hang out where you didn't have to go to the club and be worried about everybody, you know, gathering around you, looking, taking pictures. You could just go relax with other guys. And, and so I know, I think Russ Wilson has opened up his house to quite a few guys already. And I know Peyton Manning did that too, where he'd open up a lot of his houses during the off season. Guys come practice with them, hang out with them, come over for a meal, all those kind of things. So, oh yeah, man, you know, they're getting spoiled by those cats. So like yeah. what Peyton took, Peyton used to take, you know, my guy Stoke and all those guys out to Duke and wine and dine them and make them practice and sweat there. And same with Russ, you know, he's got the personal chef. You see that football Mecca that he yeah. has out there in San Diego. I mean, that's absolutely great. Scott weighing in real quick. I think this is awesome. I'm saying it seems like media members are the only ones that have a problem with the Broncos and taking the day off. And he's and, and Scott's weighing in. This is really good. I wanted to read it. He said, maybe it's because they possibly didn't know that in advance. Um, again, they had to drive to the facility. Gas is expensive. You do have a schedule. Everyone has kids marriage some have second third jobs like we all do um so i can definitely understand that because i've been in that situation too and scott i'm sure you have especially being at the senior bowl it seems like things get changed the last minute all the time down there and i've definitely been a little annoyed down in mobile at times uh, but you're at the mercy of the team that being mm -hmm. said i will say that the denver broncos spoil us they spoil us. Their PR team is absolutely wonderful. Our guy Jordan is kind of our point of contact. I like to give Jordan as, as many shout outs as I can. Patrick Smythe, Shuby over there. Um, great, great guys, but I like it a lot. I think it's one of these things where the Denver Broncos, when you build a culture, it can't only be work ethic, Carl. Uh, all work and no fun. You got to have some reward. And Look, as men, I'm just going to say it, and it might be a generalism. We're all children. All right. We really are. And we like to be rewarded. Just like, you know, you reward your daughter, your son for good work. Maybe they got all their multiplication tables right that week and took them out for ice cream. Okay. I would still like to go out for ice cream, and I'm a grown man at 31 years old after a good hard week of work. These guys are the same way. I know they're millionaires. I know they're celebrities. I know we idolize them but they're human beings as well. And you got to have fun. It's about fun. That's why we all got into this game. Football yeah. is supposed to be fun. 
I will say I had the get off my lawn moment earlier this week. I was at camp and uh, the other counselor that was working with me was like a 16 year old kid. And so he's like the fun one that everybody, all the kids love. And I'm the one that's telling them, don't jump into a moving fan and or don't throw your towel up there and break the fan. Or I, I think one kid tried to do pull-ups on the shower curtain Uh-oh. while he was taking a shower and it ended poorly, obviously. And so I had to be the old man that's just like yelling at these kids and telling them stop doing these things. And I hated it. I hate being that guy because I want to be the fun guy that's out there going, yeah, let's do that. Let's jump into the fan, see what happens. Right. And uh, so you're right. We, we got to have a little bit of fun every once in a while and and see what happens. And these players getting that chance to relax, bond together for a day. It can mean a lot. I, I think it really does pay off when you can really trust the players next to you. You can actually have those conversations with them and, you know, maybe Russell Wilson can go to one of the offensive linemen and say, Hey, this is not okay. What you're doing because they've built that kind of relationship that, that takes time. And so I, like I said, I'm not a, opposed to what they did today. I don't think this one practice is going to be the difference between winning the Super Bowl or not. No. And I think it's always been important in Denver, especially that teams support each other, professional sports franchises in this town really support each other and whether that be the colorado rockies the denver nuggets right now the colorado avalanche who i think are leading i can't believe i'm broadcasting a hockey score (laughs) (laughs) on an nfl uh, podcast here hockey's not my jam but man i gotta tell you it really warms my heart when i see broncos are in the building you know just like they're gonna have what if we're saying at at the beginning of the season Broncos are are in the house they're opening up their very first 2022 home game and you're saying please welcome the 2022 Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche I mean that would be awesome I think it add a little bit more pressure of hey man it's we're here to win not that that's not already the expectation but it's cool when you see sometimes these uh sports cross promote each other and support each other and Russ started it with the Denver Nuggets I mean he came in here he was visiting a children's hospital completely unsolicited by the way I can confirm that he was not expected to be on camera that was not a publicity stunt and then all of a sudden he's at the Nuggets game sitting courtside with with his queen Sierra so uh it's cool man Russ is all over the place he is invested in this community. And I wrote about it on MHH.com a couple days ago. He spoke about the Walton Penner ownership and he got the phone call from Mr. Penner over sushi dinner with Sierra because the new, one of the new owners of the team wanted to reach out to Russ and get to know him a little bit. Um, Man, that's cool. When your quarterbacks got that type of clout, your quarterbacks that, that invested in your city, in the community, he even spoke and, and told me something I didn't know. I didn't know that the Waltons and the Penners have lived and done business in Colorado. I didn't know yeah, that. And he spoke about that at the at the podium, saying, look, they understand Broncos country. This is, you know, not just a Walmart thing. This isn't just a Star Wars thing. This isn't just all the funny little memes that are going on here. These are experts in their own field. And you do not become a billionaire. You do not become successful. You do not become an ownership group of the NFL for your Denver Broncos by being some dummy that doesn't understand the temperature in the room. Right. Who's more popular, the 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 owning or the owners, including uh, 
all the extra people that are a part of this, not just the Waltons, of course, and the Penners, or Russ and his wife, Sierra. Who's more popular? Oh, Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> yeah, I, probably so, just because the Waltons don't always have the most popular name because of some of the things with their company and stuff. But um, they might be more world-renowned because mm-hmm. of their money and stuff like that. But here in the United States, of course, yeah. Russell Wilson, Ciara, one of the power couples in this country for sure. Uh, Jeff coming back in with uh, another good literal nugget here. Elway took the offensive line to Denver Nuggets and Colorado Rockies games. Uh, Peyton Manning did as well. I remember uh, my guy, my good my good buddy Orlando Franklin got pied in the face, I think, at a Rockies game, and he was he's still mad about it. If you talk to him this day, like it's one of those things you you poke a little fun, but then you stay away. I know Big O lost all that weight, but I'm still afraid of him. Uh, so I, I, it's one of those things. We, Peyton did it. Russ is doing it. It's fun, man, when you see these guys supporting each other. And um, I can't wait to see what the future holds. I hope that guys are smart. I wouldn't be surprised if Coach Hackett, George Payton, Russell Wilson, all of the coaches talked to the players and said, guys, make smart decisions while you're out and about. Obviously, Jerry Judy made his first public comments since his arrest in May. Now, um, the charges in Arapahoe County were ultimately dismissed, but it left a little egg on his face. You could tell he was embarrassed. He spoke about it. He owned it yesterday. I wrote about that at milehighhuddle.com too. But when you got a player coming off of a fresh arrest with messy optics, that's enough to scare any team in the right direction. And fortunately, it was a small thing. No violence. No one was hurt. Nothing like that. Thank goodness. Uh, but hopefully the Broncos are on the straight and narrow. And if you didn't see in the comments, scores three to one abs up looking good for game one, considering how much time they've had off. They they were fired up for this one. I know. Uh, so they it's were exciting off a long time, right? Like a week. Yeah. And uh, Kaylee and Green saying, what up, Carl? Hey, what up to you as well? Good to see you in here and good to see all of you guys again. Just thank you for tuning in, especially with abs here. Stanley Cup game one. Uh, you know, I'm sure some of you have like double screens going on, listening to us while watching the game. We appreciate yeah. that. I, I do that plenty of times. And uh, so it, it's just been it's been fun to have this conversation, get to talk some Broncos football as we get ready for this very long month away from from seeing these guys on the field. Like you said, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there's no Broncos news because usually yeah. if it's news, it's bad, bad. news. <laughs> and we, we don't need any of that. We don't need any distractions heading into what could be a very historic season for the Broncos. You know, I often say I, I feel like sometimes I'm born in the wrong era and I would have liked to live, you know, in the 50s or a different era. But then again, I think about what sports journalists, you know, in the 90s and 80s used to have to do. They used to have to check the police records every morning. <laughs> During this dead period, you know, and now you can call and and see if you've got an in over there at the local sheriff's department and you can look and see who was booked. Uh, but right now, with Twitter being the, the way that it is for better and for worse, we get our news so quickly. No news is always good news with the Denver Broncos. And I just think this team is going to be held to such a high standard that um, players are probably going to be afraid to screw up. At least they should be. I would be more afraid to screw up in front of my family, embarrass my family and my team, uh, than necessarily worry about some of the consequences, whether that be a fine, slap on the wrist, things like that. Because oftentimes, Carl, and you know, these guys have to get up in a room 
and coaches will make them, Hey, you got to face the music in front of these guys and, and, and gals. And, and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. But I also believe that people should be given second chances. Um, the Judy thing could have been worse. So I'm not going to hold it against him. I am definitely expecting a lot more out of him as a player. Uh, but time will tell. It's been about an hour here on MHI, so we want to get you guys out of here so you can watch your Avs-Tampa Bay Lightning game. Hopefully the Avs are able to seal this one out. But, Carl, man, I can't thank you enough for doing back-to-back duty. I know you had building the Broncos last night. You work other jobs just like I do. This is our favorite job, I like to say, in terms of fun for an hour. We get to come. We get to kick it. Uh, It's how I blow off stress. It's how I blow off steam it's it's fun man this is talking with the guys and the gals at the water cooler that's what this is it's fun it's it's i love the banter you gotta rise out of me with the melvin gordon thing but i'm still in a good mood baby because we got russell wilson we got the richest owner in the nfl uh we got a head coach that has energy galore and the odds are winning right now so i'm in a great mood i i got nothing bad to say i suppose melvin gordon can even stay on the team there you go i appreciate that man. but uh <laughs> yeah no it'll, it'll be it's exciting like you said it's an exciting time in denver everybody like i said appreciate the time while you got it because yeah these good times don't always last and these are the memories that we we definitely cherish watching the abs hopefully win a stanley cup here broncos get back to the playoffs get into to real football again that we haven't seen for years man it's been a i know it's only been six years but it feels like it has been a lifetime with these broncos struggling so i i am i'm excited to, to see them play some high quality games put up some big points uh maybe get a few turnovers i saw earlier uh Michael asking the question, how many interceptions are the safeties going to get? You know, those are the fun conversations to have, not, oh, man, should we be firing the coach? Who's going to be the quarterback next year? <laughs> yeah, now we're getting into some some fun conversations. The expectations are there for your 2022 Denver Broncos because Russell Wilson is at the helm. George Payton has built a team. He continues to build a team. I wonder what changes are coming. Guys, be sure to – Tune in to Mile High Huddle tomorrow night. The Huddle Up Boys will be back in action. That's Chad and Zach at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, You can catch Carl every Tuesday night on Building the Broncos with my guy Nick Kendall at 6 p.m. Mountain as well on Tuesday nights. And let's see here. We got Scott tomorrow morning, I believe. Scott and Nick are going to be doing uh, Building the Broncos. Building the Broncos. Broncos for breakfast tomorrow morning. Uh, Our our good friend Kim Becker did beckoning the Broncos this morning. Uh, Our guy Thomas Hall is going to be on Legends of Mile High for Friday morning. Guys, it is content galore here at Mile High Huddle. I know it's the dead period, but we don't take time off here at Mile High Huddle. It's our busy period. Again, this is Mile High Insiders. Thank you guys so much for joining. Get at us on Twitter at MHI underscore pod. Again, the mothership, please head on over and subscribe, like, or follow if you haven't already on Twitter. That's at Mile High Huddle. You can head over to the huddleuppod.com to get your swag on. Grab yourself a Building the Broncos hat, T-shirt, or an MHI hat or T-shirt. Also have clothes, gifts for your wife, baby, all kinds of cool stuff like that. We love all of our Facebook supporters today. If you would like to watch and support on Facebook, that's facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle up pod. And as always, like our guy Dylan Von Arks is saying, be sure to subscribe subscribe like and share and 
what are the plans? Are you a hockey guy? Are you about to turn this game on? I, I got to know because I'm not a hockey guy and I'm going to turn the game on. This is historic stuff. I'm not ignorant. I'm not a hockey hater. I just didn't grow up with it. But damn it, this is special. I, I'm seeing yeah. 30 for 30 previews today of the Red Wings and the Avalanche from when we were little kids. And I remember the intensity of that. And I'm thinking, man, this could be like that for the Stanley Cup. How cool would that be? So I'm definitely going to check it out. How about you? Yeah, I'll be listening to it. I've got uh, I've been running in the evenings, so I got a four mile run ahead of me, and yeah. uh, you know I'll, I'll tune into this game, turn on one of the radio stations or whatever I can find online, and it'll get me pumped up. You know, if if abs are out there competing, I got to get out there and compete as well. <laughs> there you go, guys. Get at uh, get at Carl on Twitter. Slide into his DMs. Mine too. Scott, we love talking to all of you guys. Um, Again, thank you so much for your time, your support. You guys are absolutely wonderful. Stay tuned and let's ride. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register.